Hi, this is Mitch Doan, and along with Jamie Richardson, we're your hosts of the Breakthrough Active podcast. We aim to deep dive into health and fitness that will help bring you a better understanding of topics that are of interest to you and can help you on your own journey. If you are enjoying the episodes, we'd love for you to leave us a rating on the platform you listen to your podcasts. Enough from me, sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome back to the Breakthrough Active Podcast. I'm your host, this is Mitch. Uh, It's Thursday morning, uh, last night, Game 1, State of Origin, and Queensland won, unfortunately, for all Blues fans, including myself, but uh, it was a really great game, I I must admit, even though the Blues lost, it was uh, one of those Origin games that went all the way down to the wire and very exciting, so can't really... Can't really complain too much about the result. It was a great game. But one thing that uh, I'm sure all of you guys noticed as well was how many bloody menu log ads that Katy Perry did throughout the game. I lost count. It was unbelievable. But I uh, I dare say there'll be a lot of people and a lot of Katy Perry fans ordering menu log today. Um, All right, so... Third and final podcast about intermittent fasting. So what I'm going to be discussing today is should you try the 16-8 version of intermittent fasting? So I have spoke about it a little bit in the last couple of episodes, but just to rehash quickly what the 16-8 intermittent fasting approach is. Every day, 24 hours, so 16 hours of the day you are fasting, and then the other eight hours you have your eating window, meaning that you can eat throughout those eight hours. Uh, a normal uh, time frame for that, not to say it has to be, but will be you uh, eat between 12 p.m. and 8 p.m., and then you fast from 8 p.m. to 12 p.m. So there is some slight variations of that, but from what I've found, uh, with my research here recently, as well as um, what I've seen in the past, that's the most common one. So what I'm going to cover today is should you try intermittent fasting in this version? So uh, I hate this answer, but it really does depend. And the reason it does depend is because everyone's different. Everyone has different lifestyles. Everyone has different work schedules. Everyone has different family commitments and social lives. So there's a fair bit you need to consider. So I wanted to... Uh, compress that into seven questions that you should ask yourself uh, if you are looking to go down this avenue. Uh, And these seven questions are going to help shed some light on your personal situation to see if it is something that may be effective for you. Uh, The more times that you answer yes to these seven questions, uh, the more challenging it'll probably be. So first question that I have is, do you have an irregular roster at work? So whether it means that you're a shift worker or someone that maybe is just starting at different hours, a few hours early some days, a few hours later, maybe you do some overtime here and there. Uh, But if you have an irregular roster at work, it's going to make things more challenging. So obviously one end of the spectrum, uh, you've got someone who who might do eight till four every day and is very steady and very routine based with, with their work. Uh, it's going to be a little bit easy because you're able to plan plan around that a lot more comfortably on a day-to-day and week-to-week basis. Uh, and then the other end of the spectrum, you've got someone who's a shift worker, maybe a nurse or, or something similar, 
where you're doing day work one week, afternoon work the next week, and night work the week after that. And I know that's not completely abnormal for shift workers. So if that is the case for you, it's going to be a lot more challenging to, to have something that is steady with that nutrition approach, especially when it is all based around timing of the day. So that's something you need to look at. Next question. Uh, do you wake up and go to sleep at the same time each day? So this ties in a little bit with with your work schedule there as well. Obviously, with that example I just used, if you are working through the night or doing afternoon shift or early mornings, then it's going to affect when you go to sleep and when you wake up. Uh, so again, if this is the case, then it's going to be more challenging. Uh, but perhaps it's not work-based. Maybe it is something where you just enjoy staying up late some nights. Maybe it's the weekends or, or through the week if you're watching a bit of Netflix or maybe your partner is up later because of their work. So everyone has different schedules with that. But if you are someone that goes to bed at the same time and wakes up at the same time every morning or there or thereabouts, it's going to be easier for you to adhere to this approach of intermittent fasting. Uh, But if you're a little bit all over the place with your sleeping patterns, it's going to be a lot harder. Um, Third one, do you normally work out in the morning? So I did discuss this yesterday. But if you are someone who works out at 6 o'clock in the morning or around then and you're not planning on having your first meal until 12 p.m., which is going to be five or six hours later, it's a long time for your body to be going without protein. After we do work out, our body does require protein within a few hours to help start the recovery process. Uh, And if you are waiting five or six or seven hours until you're having your first meal, it may affect recovery. So... Uh, not to say that this means that you shouldn't do it, but it is something for you to think about. If you are having trouble recovering from your workouts, then perhaps uh, having your first meal five, six, seven hours after your workout isn't going to be great. So it's something you need to think about and put some more thought into moving forward. If you feel that your recovery is okay uh, and it's not really getting impacted too much, then not as much of an issue. But if you are noticing some additional soreness and additional time required to recover between workouts, then this may be the reason why. Um, is dinner time an important event in your household? So this is number four. So for some families, dinner time is sacred. You know, it is 6.30 every night. Everyone meets at the table and it's a time that they catch up and connect, you know, with the kids or, or with your partner or whoever it is that you live with. If this is the case, you you do not probably want something to be interrupting this time. And if you are having to juggle, uh, I guess, your eating window and your fasting window and you're needing to to change the time that you have dinner, and this is going to in turn affect your family and the time that they have dinner and the whole event that is dinner time in your household, then it's probably not going to be a great idea for you to selfishly change this and have the whole family change it as well. So... If it is a really important hallmark in your in your house each day and you were needing to, to change the time that you have dinner, something for you to think about. If it does all fall within that eating period that you have allowed yourself, then it shouldn't be any problem there, but something you just need to think about if dinner time is important for you and your family. Next one, do you get hungry in the morning? So this is probably one that I hear people struggle with the most, that they have regularly eaten breakfast for years and years and years, and therefore their body uh, automatically is going to get hungry there in the morning. So if you are one of these people making the change from having you know your regular breakfast at seven or eight o'clock and pushing that back till midday, 
then it's going to be a big adjustment and a big change for you. So not to say that it'll be impossible, but it is going to take some time for your for your body to, to modify and adjust. So if you're someone who doesn't normally eat breakfast and someone who doesn't have much of an appetite in the morning, this transition will be a lot easier. But at the other end of the spectrum, if you are someone who does get quite hungry in the morning, then it is going to take some time for you to change your hunger patterns because uh, initially here it's going to be it's going to be quite hard because your body is so used to getting that breakfast at seven or eight or nine o'clock and pushing that back three or four or five hours is going to be a big change. Next one, uh, do you eat out for breakfast with your friends often? So this sort of ties into the social life and your lifestyle if if breakfast out with friends on the weekend or maybe it's uh, with work people before work uh, or just on days off if this is something that is quite common for you then you're going to need to really think about the effect that intermittent fasting will have on your social life in this respect because Again, if you are delaying your first meal till midday and you're normally going out for breakfast before work at 7 or 8 o'clock or maybe at a more friendly hour on the weekend at 9 or 10, it is going to be affecting you know what you can order because if you are truly following this intermittent fasting plan, you aren't going to be able to eat food during that time. You might be able to have coffee and it will need to be a long black because like I mentioned previously, you can't have anything that has calories at all. So if you are going out for breakfast, you would either have to skip skip the whole breakfast event um, in general, or you can be the one sitting there having just a coffee instead of something to eat. So something to consider if you are very social, especially in the mornings there, whether it be before work or on your days off there for brekkie. Uh, and the last one here, do you like to go out for dinner and drinks, whether it be with friends, whether it be with work, whether it be with your partner? Because if, if this is a common staple for you, then just like what I mentioned there with breakfast, it's going to really impact what you can and can't do. Because if you are truly adhering and truly following the protocols of this 16-8 intermittent fasting, it's going to get to a certain time in the day, and let's use 8 p.m. as the example, and you aren't able to eat and you aren't able to drink alcohol after 8 p.m. So obviously there, there can be times, whether it's you know once a year or twice a year or very, very rarely where you are not complying with this, but if it is a regular thing and every week or once a fortnight or a few times a week, uh, you are going out for, for dinner and perhaps it's a later reservation at 7 or 8 o'clock and you're having some drinks and after dinner you decide to go on to another bar and have a few more drinks, then you aren't following what it means to be intermittent fasting and this is going to impact on, on the whole reason why you're doing it in the first place. So if you're someone that's very social in the evenings and you want to continue that social life, and not really willing or wanting to make that change, then then this is really something you need to think about and ask yourself, is the trade-off worth it? Because we can't have our cake and eat it too, so to speak. There needs to be some, some changes you make, and if this is one of them, then you need to think long and hard about it to think if, think if it is going to be something you're going to be able to see yourself doing long-term. Because when we're looking at any sort of nutrition plan or any sort of nutrition program, we always want to ask ourselves if we can see ourselves doing it long term and if we feel like it's sustainable not just something we're doing for two weeks or three weeks or a month where we, we want to really feel like it's something that we can commit to you know ongoing for for a longer period of time to really be able to experience the uh, the benefits that come with it 
so the more times you answered yes to, to these questions that I've asked here, the seven of these above, the more challenging that this version of intermittent fasting is going to be for you. So I, uh, I would challenge you to, to really think about these seven if you are someone who's considering doing it and even just write them down yes or no and then sort of break it down from there and you can explore different avenues based off the questions that I've asked here. Uh, not to say that it's impossible, but it will require more change if you are someone who has answered yes to a few of those questions here above. Uh, and just means you, sh you need to think long and hard to determine if it's something that you do want to change and, and ultimately make make some lifestyle changes based around this if you are wanting to do intermittent fasting. So uh, a lot to, to unpack there. So like I mentioned, write down those questions, answer yes or no, and then that's going to make it a little bit easier for you to, to really see if it's something that's going to be good for you moving forward. So hope this helps. Uh, until the next one, guys, have a great day and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If there is a topic you'd like us to discuss that we haven't already, please make sure you reach out in Facebook Messenger and we'll do our best to cover it in the upcoming episodes. For those of you enjoying the podcast, we'd love for you to like, subscribe and leave us a rating. It really helps us grow and spread the good word. Hoping you're all having a great day and we'll be sure to see you on the next one.